well, hi, my name's Jess Wood, and I'm a comedian, and I uh, used to hang out with gang members when I was a teenager. Smoked a lot of PCP. Oh, yeah, everyday PCP. Like, so much PCP that I'm really happy to be here. Hey, let's start the show. Bam, and you say, God damn, this is a dope jam. I'm broad. I'm abroad. Who's broader than Broadway? Yes, I'm abroad. I'm abroad. And I'm broader than Broadway. And I'm diddling, 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 diddling myself. And it feels so good. Your sauce will mix with ours. And we'll make a good goulash, baby. Hey, what time is it? It's time for Get Wood with a Jess Wood. Hello, everyone. Hello. And welcome to the show. Ah, another Tuesday. Another day. Another day damn day. <laughs> mm. That's right. Take a sip. It's going to be a lot. Now, you know, it's it's been a weird week uh, with that moon last week. I don't know if you super mooned out with that moon, that Scorpio moon. Did anybody feel it? It was like really intense. Oh, God. I, uh, I thank you for being here. I thank you for tuning in, for looking, for watching, for listening, all the things that you're doing. And uh, up top, let me just mention something to you. I do have a couple of places that you can donate. Come on, Jessica, you do? I do. Just would. I would. And I am. Here we go. You can go to my Patreon page, which uh, is getwood69. And on said Patreon page, you can find different tiers where you can join and be a member for different stuff that you can get behind the scenes, uh, interviews, shout outs, character specials, outside time. It's all kinds of goodies in there. So Patreon, getwood69. If you just want to float me some cashola, that's cool too, man. Uh, just a little, little cashy that you got there. You can go on to Venmo. It's just dashwood-10. Dash or you can go to PayPal at wood 382. I know it's a lot to whatever. We're going to say it again at the end. Me and my multiple personalities. <laughs> That's who we are. Hello. Okay. So, whew, I'm a little heated up and I'm so excited to see you. Oh, hi, Funker. Um, so I had a sad uh, moment this week because it was the anniversary, the two-year anniversary of my cat, Yama, of her death. And oh my goodness, it was it was much more uh, intense this year for some reason. I think because last year we were just starting the pandemic and the quarantine and the pirate was at my house. Like it was very complicated last year. But this year it really got me. And uh, I just started to think about how I'd never had any pets before I was a, an adult. And when I told my mom, I reminded my mom of this. I was like, you know, I never had a pet. And so now I had I had two cats, uh, Juanita and Tuffer Lee, a.k.a. Yama. And my mom was like, oh, you had a cat, Jesse. When you were when you were young, you had a cat. And I'm like, where? When? When did I have a cat? And she goes in Topanga. In Topanga, you had a cat. It was a it was a black cat. And I'm like, it, it was a black cat. Well, yeah, it came around. <laughs> like It was a black cat that came around Topanga. That was my cat. There was no name, just a black cat that came around. I said, D was its hair unbrushed and it looked kind of hungry? And she goes, yeah, I think so. And I go, yeah, that was me. And she goes, Jesse, don't be mean to your mother. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm serious. That was not a cat. That was your daughter, feral, hair unbrushed, 
quite hungry, perhaps digging through a trash or two with a raccoon. Who knows? I, it was a desperate time in Topanga Canyon, let me tell you. Being a vegan on welfare is not an easy job. So then I had, uh, I had taken care of a couple of cats at my apartment in New York City when I was older, grown-up, grown-up person, and I had to take care, well, I didn't have to. I was hired to take care of some cats because my friend was in prison and he had some cats that needed to be taken care of. So there I was. I stepped in, the hero that I am, while well, I was getting paid. But uh, hairless cats, have you, ever, have you ever seen these things? Have you ever interacted with a hairless cat? Let me tell you something. At first, I was like, whoa, that's frightening. I'll have nightmares every night with these cats kind of creeping around my house. <laughs> you know, they creep around like little alien the hairless, and then they climb you and they wrap themselves around you like a like a hot ass. That's kind of how they feel when they lie on you. Just kind of a hot ass because they're warm, hairless. Anyway, I took care of those cats and I really loved them. I loved them a lot. I grew to uh, understand what it meant to take care of something. Uh, I could barely take care of myself, even as a grown-up, because I didn't really learn. So here I was. I had a I had some pets that I had to take care of. Let me tell you, it helps the structure. You want some structure? Funker, Funkerson knows what I'm talking about. Get yourself a pet. You gotta walk. You gotta uh, you gotta feed them. You have to give make sure the water is clean. And so when you're petting and walking and making sure everybody's got clean water and food and everything, you kind of have to check on your own self. Like, hey, am I okay? Did I get a little water today? Am, am I eating enough? And so that's what it did. Having a pet kind of made me show up more for myself, which was great. And then I was in therapy at the time. And my therapist was like, you're a very good mom. You're breaking cycles. <laughs> Talking a little shit. But I was behind it the whole way. I was like, she's right. You know, I'm feeding these cats. That's more than was done with me. So then I got given a couple of kittens and, and I was so excited. And Juanita died when she was 14. And that's still a very long life. And uh, I was with a boyfriend at the time. Shout out to Charlie. And we ended up burying her in the backyard of our Brooklyn apartment. And of course, because we're kind of sick, we were like, hey, uh, we were doing Goodfellas lines, you know. Hey, uh, Henry, your, your mother's lasagna, you know, like clams and uh, fucking whatever. And we're burying her. And then Yama was there watching the whole thing. So she kind of understood. And, you know, it's interesting how animals don't get as caught up as we do. Like animals, first of all, they know it's coming, right? They know either they're sick or their sister or brother is sick and it's going to happen soon. They know it's part of the deal. They don't get caught up in like, oh, my God, who's going to snuggle with me for the bachelor, you know, and, uh, they don't have that kind of shit going through their head. It's such a simple life for a cat or a dog, right? They just, they shit, they, they, they walk, they sleep, they cuddle. Maybe if it's a cat, you know, a lot of people have problems with cats because they say that cats are not friendly enough. They don't have enough, you know, love to give. And I say, nay, 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 sir or madam. Uh, cats are wonderful. It's just that they're very independent. And if you cannot handle an independent animal, if you need a bit of codependency in your animal, I suggest getting a dog. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's like, ah, they're on you all the time. They don't care. You can, And I'm not saying you should be mean to a dog. But if you were, they wouldn't care. But a cat, you're mean to a cat once or you embarrass a cat once, it's like, fuck you. For a while. I mean, it'll eat its food. But it'll be, it might shit on your floor, you know? Uh, I heard a thing once that was great. I thought it explained it really well. 
the difference between <laughs> how dogs and cats feel about, mm-hmm. Yes, you know, Fluff, uh, needy-ass dogs. Yeah, well, they're just very codependent. Like, they're like, love me, love me, I don't care, whatever. Like, we were, uh, Josh Homer and I, my, my old podcast partner in crime, we used to always say, you know, unfortunately, dogs get, well, they get fucked a lot. And I mean that literally. And, you know, you're never going to fuck a cat. You'll never fuck a cat. You'll ne- you just won't. It's just, it's just not going to ever happen. But a dog's like, I guess so. And it'll whimper and it'll whine and it'll be sad, but it'll let you and then it'll come back and it'll give you a kiss. So, you know, it's a, it's a different thing. And I heard this great saying once that said, uh, you know, dogs are, are wonderful. Dogs, you can, you feed a dog, you clean up after a dog and a dog looks at you and says, oh, you must be God. But you feed a cat and you clean up after a cat and the cat looks at you and goes, I must be God. And I think that's a perfect example of of how those two work, you know? So anyhow, Yama Yama died, but she didn't die uh, of, I I think she's just kind of going crazy a little bit because she would just stand in the corner. She would sit in the corner and just look at the corner of the wall for a long time. And I was dating the pirate at the time and he was like, Hey, Yama's, Yama's just looking at the wall. You know, Yama, might, something might be wrong with Yama. She just keeps looking at the wall. And I thought, nah, you know, we smoke pot in the, in the apartment, small apartment. Maybe she's stoned. Maybe she's looking at the wall. She's just kind of tripping out. But then, you know, she got slower. She couldn't quite make it to the box. All this telltale signs of like, all right, you got to go. <clears throat> Excuse me. She was 18 years old, though. 18 years old girl was never sick girl never went to the vet girl was fucking doing her thing she was just up and at him so it was hard for me to put her down you know because but I knew I knew and it was selfish of me to try to like hold on longer and longer and longer because she was obviously struggling just looking at the wall every day all day um so the night before uh the vet that was coming over there, there was a guy that was going to come over a doctor and give her the shot at my apartment, which I thought was much nicer. You know, you don't have to wrangle her up and bring her to the fucking vet's office and it's all cold and you know, just, yeah. And so the night before I had a comedy show that I was scheduled to go do and it was a comedy contest and Yama was really needy and she was climbing on me and she was lying on me and she was like holding me around the neck and I was so sad and I was crying and crying and crying and I thought to myself for a moment, you know what, I may just cancel, just cancel the comedy show, it's not that important, it's Yama, I'm going to stay with Yama, I can't, you know, oh my god, my, my girl, and then I heard her, I know you could call me crazy, but you wouldn't be the first, I heard her say, or a voice say, I'm dying, you're not. (gasps) Oh my goodness, I was, I started crying hysterically and then I was like, all right, you gotta get up, you gotta go. So I got up, took a shower, got ready, went to the comedy show and guess what? I won the fucking contest. Yes, that's how come you should listen. Listen to those things that come up. Listen to, you know, it's true. She was dying, I was not. She wanted me really to go out there. So then I came home. She was still alive. We spent the night together. And then in the morning, the vets came, and it was a man and an assistant man. And they were so nice and kind, and they were so gentle and sweet. And 
you know, guided me and I had made a little box for her with like blankies and little, uh, you know, cat toys that she loved. And it was like, it's a little, one of those boxes you can get at like the dollar general that say like, love is everywhere for you, you know? And, uh, and so that was her little coffin, little kitty coffin. And so they gave her the shot and then there she was and I was holding her and then I put, we put her in the box and they complimented me on the, the beautiful box. And I was like, thank you. I, I'm very creative, even in grief. And so I put the box, her in the box, closed the box up. And then the pirate came up a little bit later, a couple hours, and we went up to Griffith Park to the mountain that I used to hike at all the time in, uh, in Hollywood up above Hollywood Boulevard there's a mountain and Griffith Park. And if you know Los Angeles, you know it's beautiful. And there was a place called Ferndale that I just loved. And so there was a hardware store on the way to the to the park. And so we stopped at the hardware store. And we got a big old shovel, me and the pirate. And he was carrying the big box, the kitty, kitty coffin. And I was carrying the shovel. And we just hiked up the mountain. And nobody stopped us. Nobody wanted to ask any questions. No one stopped us. No one asked nothing. And it looked pretty obvious. I mean, if I saw a couple, one with a shovel, one with a box, I'd be like, there goes their pet. There they go. So we went up to the top of a, a mountain area that I loved, that I used to go and, and hike to. And he dug like six feet. You know, he wanted to go really deep because there are mountain lions up there and coyotes up there and they could all dig it. You know, they can smell that chick hunting and get that stuff out. So... We buried her there, and we and we put all these little toys and things on top, and you know we played some music, and we sang, and we cried, and it was just really beautiful. And so I felt really good about the, just the whole ritual of it, you know. And I felt like I really let her go at the right time, and but I hadn't thought about the burial and the death and the putting her down. I hadn't thought about that in so long, and so it was two years ago last week that it happened. And, <clears throat> oh God, and then I went back in September before my one-woman show that I was doing. I had a sold-out one-woman show to perform. So I went up to do a hike the day of the show, and I hike up there, and I'm like, I'm going to go say hi to Yama's grave. And I get up there, and it's completely ripped up and ripped apart, and all the toys are gone, and her, the scarf that she was wrapped in is in the mud and the side of the dirt. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I just started crying <laughs> I'm like, damn, bitch can't catch a fucking break up here. But it was not animals. There are Satanists that go up there and they try to, it's really, sh it's shitty, but it's true. And you know what? She was dead already. They used her body. What are you going to do? I can't go back and change it, but God damn, it fucked me up at that moment. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's just, whew, but I had to get it all out because then I had to go perform. And go big, big show, big, big show, big hour show by myself. But before that, yeah. So, okay. All right. So may the fourth be with you, everyone. I know. Did you know I was going to, did you think I would say it? Did you think I was going to go there? Did you, did you look at me and, and think of a Star Wars person? No, because I'm not. And you know what else? That makes my pussy very much like the Sahara Desert. Very dry, very dusty. Uh, I'm not. Um, I, I am not doing it again. I'm just uh, not. I'm not. I can't. I can't do it. It's, uh, yeah. Woof. Um, anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> 
I got a lot of feedback on um, the show last week regarding dating and uh, people really relating to the, uh, you know, the, the finding people that remind you of where you come from. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who reached out. Thank you to everybody who wrote to me and said that I helped you uh, like validated the fact that that's what's going on a lot of times with you or you don't really feel comfortable dating or you don't really know how. I mean, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And <clears throat> unfortunately, with all this like, you know, quarantine and being by yourself, a lot of us, if we left uh, relationships during the lockdown, are almost thinking about them again now, right? I mean, it's very strange. Anyway, ooh, Jess, you went up there to, to night pics? No, it's scary up there. It is, uh, yeah, nighttime in Griffith Park is like for Satanists and uh, junkies, really. That's all it is. It really looks like certain parts of that park look like that Blair Witch Project where people have like fashioned little sticks and twigs and shit to look like that. Ah! So it's pretty fucking scary. But uh, May the 4th be with you cracks me up because it just feels like... It's like a cool day now. Like people are like, oh, it's so cool to say it now. You know, it didn't ever used to be cool uh, to be a nerd. Okay. When I was coming up, nerds, you got your lunch money taken. Now you're fucking running things and you're not hiring the people who took your money, (laughs) which is really sad. (laughs) It has the best views. Yes, Jess, it does have great views up on Griffith Park. It's a great hike. During the day, go during the day. If you're visiting Hollywood, go. I, you're gonna have a blast. Um, so yeah, may may the fourth be with you. Uh, Cinco de Mayo is tomorrow, uh, the fifth of May. For those of you who don't know what that is, <laughs> it's uh, you know, being raised in Los Angeles. Uh, I was every year from kindergarten till, well, I dropped out in 10th grade, but every year for as long as I can remember, they would have a celebration at the school for Cinco de Mayo. Now, what the celebration was, it wasn't really very informative. It was kind of just like, you know, it was like the hat dance and uh, enchiladas for lunch, you know, and um I always thought they could do better with that. I always thought maybe we could take a, a field trip to say like, uh, I don't know, Alvera Street, where in Los Angeles, Alvera Street is a very traditional Mexican uh, street. It's filled with restaurants and museum and uh, arts and crafts and music. And it's very beautiful and authentic. It has all this rich history to it. But we just like stay in this funky ass public school and everybody would kind of do this weird dance around a hat, you know, uh, in the classroom. So we weren't even really taught. uh, We weren't at all taught any Spanish words or um, about like, you know, we lived in. I mean, I pretty much lived in Mexico in Los Angeles. Right. I mean, it's called Los Angeles. Um, I lived off of La Brea. There was Los Files. Uh, the, you know, it's a fucking, it's Mexico. So <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> uh, Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. So I'm excited to celebrate in Albuquerque. I've never seen what happened here. I always felt like in Los Angeles and in New York, well, not so much in New York City. They didn't really celebrate a lot in New York City when I was there because there isn't a huge Mexican population. It's more Puerto Rican, Cuban, Dominican. Uh, <laughs> thank you for asking. 
And um, I'm excited to see what happens in Borque because there are already places that are like, come for Cinco de Mayo, come for Cinco de Mayo. And a lot of times I feel like, you know, white people, okay, I know I talk a lot of shit about white people, but you know, we are the conquerors and the colonists. So it's kind of hard. <laughs> it's hard not to talk shit. Even though, listen, my family, yes, one side is Jewish, uh, Polish, Russian Jews. So you can't really say much about that. Uh, the other side, I, I don't really know if my dad is my real dad. He won't take the DNA test. However, if he is Irish, and so they didn't really have a great <clears throat> pull of it either. And I don't mean cops. I feel like we, I didn't have any cops. I didn't have any agents or anything. You know, people go, oh, Irish Jew. All right. You know, and I'm like, all right, what? Like, uh, my, my DNA has slavery and, um, execution, you know, like, uh, uh, what is it? Genocide in it. You know, it's not really like, Hey, greatest DNA in the world. Uh, but I wish everyone would kind of look more, you know, about, look at that more. I'm not really putting that in the right way, but you know what I mean? Where we come from? Cause we all come from somewhere the fuck else. So the fact that people get all uppity and weird about America and real America and America, just shut the fuck up. You don't even, America's not even America. It's not even yours, you dick. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, <clears throat> that's why I didn't finish school. That's why I didn't do well in school. That's why I was always in trouble at school. Do you know how often I was in trouble at school? Daily basis. Want to know why? Well, not just all the chatting. Can you imagine this mouth in the back of a classroom? Just <laughs> just fucking just talking and laughing. Also, no Pledge of Allegiance. I would, I not, what was it? I almost did the Heil Hitler because that's how much my mom told me was like the Pledge of Allegiance was like hailing to Hitler, hailing to, yes, because who? Oh, really, Jesse? Freedom and justice for all? I would ask some of your brown friends about that. Uh, thanks, mom. Anyway, uh, Cinco de Mayo. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm excited to see, to Cinco. Uh, I always thought it was just an excuse for white people to get drunk, you know, oh, yeah, adios, you know, come to say fucking Corona. And um, that always kind of made me embarrassed. And so, <laughs> that's, and there I was just embarrassing myself again. Hey, this Friday, I'll take this moment to say this Friday is the Albuquerque Art Walk. And if you're around, come down, hang around, walk around, get some stuff, buy some goodies. I'm going to be down there doing my live this month. Yeah, there's going to be one live a month now. From now on, one live a month, uh, every first Friday of the month down at the Albuquerque Art Walk. So boom, bam, biggity do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Why am I so, oh, it's getting warm in here. That's why. Whoo, it's getting warm. Uh, yesterday it fucking hailed in this place and it was hot earlier in the day. I don't, this place has multiple personality disorder with its weather. I don't, cause I used to talk about how I had to start fucking somebody I hated cause they had good air conditioner, you know, in the summertime cause it was so hot. But here you have to find somebody you hate to fuck and they have to have air conditioning, heating, a fucking umbrella. Like you better make sure they are fully stocked with all the things to protect you from the weather here because you don't even know. I was walking to the store, uh, a, I don't know, a month ago or so, walking to the store, my little cart. Yeah, I got a little cart. Don't fucking worry about And I'm walking to the store, my little cart, and it's sunny, a beautiful day, beautiful day here in Borque. And then all of a sudden, the fucking starts to snow. I don't, I, you don't smell snow coming. I mean, at least I don't. I'm not from the, the plains. You know what I mean? Like, I don't fucking have that sense. So I was walking, I was like, pow, 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 pow. And when you're a walker, you cannot 
just jump in the car and be like, oh, or hail a cab or call a lip. There's not any of that stuff happening. It's me and my cart against the fucking snow. And then I get in the store. I do my shopping. I come out hot as fuck. I got to take the coat off. What is happening, Albuquerque? You know who the hardest working man in New Mexico is? You know who the hardest working man in New Mexico is? Now, you might think, is it the governor, Jeff, or that's a woman. Is it the mayor, Jess? Is it the fucking town's fucking sheriff? No, 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 and no. It's the weatherman. Do you know how much he has to know here? I've never seen a weatherman who knew so much and could talk about it so fast. I'm from places that have only a couple weathers. You know what I mean? Especially in Los Angeles. The weather people in Los Angeles, it's sunny in 70s. Hi. You know what I mean? It's nothing. It's nothing ever. This motherfucker has to have a goddamn master's degree in fucking precipitation i feel like he's just like out there like and then the winds and the coming and the, and the storm but then it's hot over here but it's gonna be cold over there and look out north valley you're getting some rain like what the fuck is happening it's out of control what station every station boo boo i think i watch kirky <laughs> what's that one kirky um, K-R-Q-E, I think, Kirky. Anyway, and y'all have the wildest fucking commercials out here too. Like the local commercials, I cannot get enough of the, uh, the Lone Arranger. Oh my God, Lone Arranger. I only have $460. I need a car. And then this dude comes up, fucking white dude on a horse, rides up with the mask. He's like, I'm the Lone Arranger. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? We are literally in the West. Um, but I mean, I'd always been in the West in Los Angeles, but it just didn't feel as country. You know what I mean? Like this is a desert. This is a desert situation. Also, I'm a little jokey. Yeah. Have you caught that yet? I get very jokey and I jokey with fucking strangers. Cause I'm just like, ah, ha, ha. I want to make a joke. I want to make people laugh. I want to spread the joy. Well, let me tell you something about what's happening in this town right here. Not with everyone, but a lot of people. Nobody's really on board to laugh with a stranger. Not really until we've caught and we've had like a couple <clears throat> moments. It's not like an out of the blue kind of this white lady's making you laugh. Everybody kind of looks like, is she fucked up or is she funny? You know, nobody knows. I have to prove, I have to prove it a little. Cause again, I'm, I'm not in a car. So people automatically think, oof, she's having a hard time. Homeless hooker. Maybe she got a DUI. I don't know. There's all kinds of questions that you could ask when you see a woman walking down San Mateo. If you're, if you're here from Albuquerque, okay. Cause I'm not. And obviously, and I just moved here. And when I walk down San Mateo, I'm like, God damn, I didn't think, you know, maybe it's the blonde hair. I don't see a lot of blonde people here, but motherfuckers are honking and pulling to the side and this and that. I had to yell at someone, sir, I'm not a hooker, sir, sir, I'm not a hooker. And I don't know why I called him, sir. I feel like I just didn't want to upset him too bad. Like he wants to, he wants me to be walking the blade and I'm disappointing. Maybe I'm going to get ice at the penguin ice shop. There's a nice ice place on San Mateo. Maybe I'm getting an abortion at the Planned Parenthood. Maybe I'm yelling at the protesters who are protesting the abortions at Planned Parenthood. Like there's a lot of business I could be doing. UPS store. I have plenty to do on San Mateo. Try to act like I'm a fucking hooker. But then 
you know what happens when I get a ride with a friend of mine? Like, we'll go to get something to eat or something, and we're driving around, and I'm like, ooh, who the fuck? Who's outside? That's kind of shady. And then I'm like, bitch, you're outside. That's why people think you're a hooker. Even on Easter, the holiest fucking day of the goddamn year. That's right, I said fucking holy goddamn. If you're an Easter believer, Jesus, even on Jesus's day, these men want to come at me. Beep, 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 beep. Like, bitch... I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Lord wasn't the only thing rising that day. Okay, bam. Yeah, that's a boner joke. I love a boner joke. Who doesn't? Just don't press your boner up against me unless I asked you or we're on the dance floor. Hey, that's what reggae does. You know, I'm really sad I missed the cruise this week uh, downtown. Cruise for Spanky. Now, I didn't know him. But you know, it reminded me so much from my childhood. And I was just like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. The cars, the culture, the love for, for one another, the, the everyone coming together, community. It was just gorgeous. And Jessery, uh, you see her on here. If you don't follow her, please follow her, Jessery. She's on the chat right now. She's got beautiful photographs. She's photographed a lot of that, uh, that uh, day. It was gorgeous. So, um, and also please, 662, 1662 originals, get the date right, you fucking colonizer. <laughs> kind of white lady. And then you got the date. Oh, God. Um, so last thing I will tell you, because yes, it's almost the end. I know. It's so fun. Isn't it a good time? We have fun here. We do. We have a good time. So you know what I'll say right now? Share this shit. Share it with your friends. Share it on your story. Tag me when you share it so that I can also share it and look like somebody shared it. Come on, you bastards. Uh, it doesn't doesn't take any money to share it. It only takes love and affection. I know you motherfuckers have some love and affection. I've seen you. I've seen you. Oh, I can't wait to see everybody on Friday night at the Albuquerque Art Walk maskless. I feel like because we're all going to be outside, it's going to be so sexy and maskless. I'm finally going to be able to show my glorious chompers to the fucking world <laughs> um <clears throat> speaking of my glorious chompers i did a uh, documentary about mm, a decade ago it was a long time ago when i was in a galaxy far far away may the fourth be with you about sex education and how nobody gets any sex education here because we don't have a curriculum in the U.S. for sex education, so that means every school can teach its own idea of sex education. So, yeah, go get your hair did, Jess. Shit, we're going to get, I know, I got to get my sides. Look at my sides. I got to get them shaped up, boo. They are long as fuck. Um, anyway, I did a documentary about sex and I put it on my Facebook page. So if you, if you want to go and watch it, it's a grand old time, uh, Facebook, get wood on Facebook. Also, uh, YouTube, you can go to my YouTube channel, Jess Wood on YouTube, Jess Wood 69 again with the 69. What is it with you? I like to get eaten out. I think that's really all it is. Uh, don't mind giving a blowjob if I'm getting eaten out. You know, a friend of mine said to uh, me, you know, my mom once told me something I thought was really important. And she really, you know, this is part of the sex education talk. She really taught me something really important that I've lived in and held on to my whole life. And I was like, oh, yeah, what was that? I was thinking maybe some glory I hadn't heard. She said, well, 
you don't go down on a guy unless he goes down on you. I was like, oh, well, that shit's fucking just facts. That's just factual. Like, you ever, I mean, you ever had your head put, ladies, you ever had your head pushed to the fucking, yeah, we've had head pushed, motherfucker. So now I'm pushing heads like lettuce. I'm just, what out, what out, just pushing men's heads. Just eat like you've never eaten before, sir. Like you're very starving. And, um, yeah. So that's what's happening. Uh, sex ed doc, you can go check that out. Get your hair done Friday, Albuquerque art walk, uh, rest in peace, Yama and Juanita, uh, be careful when you're, you know, falling for people, make sure that that red flag doesn't look familiar. (laughs) Okay. Want to be a Patreon? Follower, Patreon member, God, fucker, Jessica, you got to learn how to say it in order to get some people to do it. Okay. You want to be part of my Patreon? <laughs> There's different tiers and you can, you can get stuff, merchandise. You know, I'm still selling merchandise, uh, easily distracted t-shirts, tank tops, and underpants. You can DM me about those, but if you'd like to be a Patreon member, you can also Patreon getwood69. You can Venmo me at just-wood-10, or you can PayPal me at wood382. That's right. That's a whole bunch of stuff. I know people are leaving now because I'm telling you, you can give me money. I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it because you know why? It's a fucking hard thing to do. Woo, is it hard? Woo, booby and a bra shop. Maybe that was what I felt like you deserved after I talked to you about giving me money. Um, I will see you on Friday, five o'clock mountain time. It's 5.30 actually, 5.30 mountain time, 4.30 in the Pacific and 7.30 at uh, the East Coast. So I'll see you Friday night for the Albuquerque Art Walk and all my little Albuquerque peoples, I'll see you down there and you better fucking say hi and you better come up and rush up and give me a goddamn hug. I'll fucking hug you so hard. You better watch out. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking shit about hugs. Hell yeah. I love you. You're so welcome for the real talk. Always, every week, every time. And you know, I bring everything uh, from me to you. Hopefully it'll make, you, it'll make you feel better. You can be a little gentler on yourself. You can be gentler on each other. Oh, and if you want to shop for the things that I'm wearing, these love b- delicious love bamboo earrings come from Andy and Edie on Central Avenue. And this delicious uh, crystal necklace rosary comes from she, She's the Rainbow on Instagram. She's the Rainbow. She has beautiful goodies. Um, what else? It was a gift. Whatever, you guys. It was a gift. You guys, stop it. Okay, I love you so much. I truly do. I have so much love for you. Please keep uh, keep sharing, keep supporting, keep loving what you do. This, this is it. This is all we have. We don't know when the fuck's... You know, China's mad at us right now, and I would be too. We're a lot... Of, we have a lot of debts, and let's be good to each other and to ourselves And I love you. And I'll see you on Friday. Come back on Friday and I'll see you for the walk. Okay? Be good. Uh, You know, whatever that means to you. Just be good to yourself and each other. Okay? I know Jerry Springer says that. I don't care. Jerry. Jerry. (laughs) Yeah. Jerry.